Hi, everyone. Welcome to Living in the Question podcast. I'm Sadie. I'm Elena. And welcome. We're here today. I'm going to talk about a few things, but first off, we just want to jump right in. How was your week? We're going to do our little awareness check-in. Mm-hmm. We need to get like a little ringtone. Oh, yeah, we can it's do like that. Ding or something. Yeah. <laughs> so this week's awareness yeah. check-in. Yeah. I want to ask you, though, how's your tattoo? Good. Better. Oh, it looks better. It looks way better, dude. I started using Aquaphor and it just... There you go. Up. It looks pretty. It needs Aquaphor. It's almost like bruised around it. Oh, no. it feels a lot better. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sadie got a tattoo <laughs> of a number and yeah. it's in a really cute spot, right? On the inside of her arm above her... Above like her elbow. weenus. Yeah, your weenus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But on the inside. <laughs> but it was like thick. Her scab... Well, was this guy thick. was stupid, you guys. He freaking told me. So I've got multiple tattoos before. Let's just start off there. And I have a bunch of them. And I know how to take care of a tattoo. But he told me a different process. And he was like, no, you don't want to use Aquaphor. Like, it's too thick of an ointment. Which I've always used Aquaphor. Yeah. He says it can affect, like, the the color. And so he's like, you should just use, like, a basic lotion that's fragrance-free. So he gave me a couple to go get. So the I went cheapest and got one, one of them. on the shelf. Yes. And I started using it and it had the thickest scab on it for so long. And he told me I don't want it to scab, but it wasn't staying moisturized enough. Aquaphor would. And I knew my intuition, you guys told me that I should just do Aquaphor. Yeah. But I took a chance and I was like, let's just see. Yeah. And then the second when it was all like nasty, the second I put Aquaphor on it, it just like healed right up. Right. Well, you washed it that day and the scab started to fall off. Yeah. And you're all worried about it. I know. So I don't want it to look shitty. It's for my dad. No, it looks but I guess pretty it kind of works because my dad liked shitty tattoos. So <laughs> I guess it kind of works out. What do you mean? He got tattoos in at the shittiest places. Like all of his tattoos got like super infected. Oh and, like, they went too deep. The lines and work is all fucked up because he'd get drunk and be like, let's go get a tattoo with oh, Mia. And they'd go and yeah. Oh, so. really? This was like later in life. Yeah. This was like when he was living at my house. He was so excited. And he got all of his kids' names tattooed across his wrist. And it was such a cute idea, but he went somewhere shitty and it looked horrible. Probably the freaking trailer park down the street. Yeah, some cracks dude's living me up. In. Like, okay. I love So I that. guess it's kind of in honor it works of, out. In honor of you, Dad. Yep. Got a shitty tattoo. There you go. It looks freaking good, though. Okay. I was worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. I Thank tried you. to play it cool, but I was like, oh, shit. And I the line work heals. looks pretty good. It's pretty freaking good. You guys, like, sorry. This is hard for a listening only podcast. You guys can't <laughs> even see what we're talking about. But one day, maybe we'll have video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. Uh, speaking of video, so, I was in video. I was. Okay. Let me rewind. Check-in. Yes. Okay. Let me rewind. So this past week has been good. I was on a high last week. I'm still on a high. Good. I feel good. Yeah. I went, I went to the Chris Stapleton concert. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Was it so good? Yes. Like, I wanted to go. Oh my God. He, he brings his wife on stage with him and she sings with him and he introduced her. I was just like, oh my God, the way he introduced her, he sang to introduce her and all mm-hmm. of his band members, but her specifically, it was yeah. just like, Oh, it was beautiful. It gave me the chills. I recorded it. I'll show you after. Yeah. I want to see. But he is amazing. You should put it up on the Instagram so people can see. Ooh, I should. Mm-hmm. I will. Okay. I will. But it was at USANA, which yeah. USANA is amazing. Yeah. The it vibe really there. And if you're up on the lawn, like everyone's just hanging out. It's like so Everybody's communal. Just dancing. Yeah. And like, I just had a little bit of a buzz and just danced and I just had a blast. It was just, good. it was so good. I'm glad it was so good. My weekend was so good. Yeah. I spent a lot of time just sitting out back on the porch, drinking coffee. Like mm. it was just, yeah. An outdoor weekend. I it's also been so warm oh, this week too. Mm-hmm. I'm a summer girl. So I'm like in it. Yeah. But Sunday night went up AF Canyon and went camping for the night yeah. overnight. And being in the woods, being in the mountains, smelling that air, just being out there, like, yeah, you guys. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. Every single time I spend time up in the mountains and come back, I'm grounded for, like, days after. Yeah. Every time. And being up there this time, like, 
<clears throat> we went up kind of late. We got up there at like 5 30, mm-hmm. but we just stopped at Walmart on the way out, got a chicken, one of those rotisserie chickens and yeah. some sugar Ooh. snap peas. Yeah. And got up there, ate the chicken with our fingers, ate the sugar snap That's peas. Like we went to the spot that you showed me that I went really? with you and Aaron yeah. that time. Up yeah. Up loop. Yeah. Oh, we went dude. up there. We parked at the same spot, hiked up. By the RVs. Yes. Dude. I was just telling my coworker about that spot today. You were? Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. That's where I was. Yeah. And it was funny because I didn't even realize, like, I didn't even know where I was going. I've been there one time, mm-hmm. but I just was like, oh, this seems right. This seems right. And then here it is. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is the spot. Mm-hmm. We didn't camp in that exact spot. Yeah. We camped probably 30 feet away from it. But once our whole our whole camp was set up I walked like a little and I'm like oh my god this is the spot (laughs) that I was here with Sadie like Uh it's a good spot it is a good spot we put hammocks up and stuff but I had a major realization when I was up there like yeah it just clicked for me and I sobbed about it but just it's about my marriage like I went up there this weekend and I was like I've had the intention of letting go lately because I've been holding on to like why why did it have to be this way like this freaking sucks this isn't fun for any of us right I knew it had to happen but it doesn't take away the suck factor right like it sucks every way shape and form divorce is not fun Mm -hmm. splitting a family apart is not fun it's so uncomfortable everything that comes with it is uncomfortable so uncomfortable and everything's new and everything's sad and everything's depressing and everything's like yeah in shambles Mm -hmm. and it's like how do I even begin to pick back up my life again yeah where do I start where I didn't even know but the past couple weeks like I've just had this intention of just letting go letting go letting go when I went up there I like said out loud I'm letting go of my past. Like I'm letting go of shit so I can mm-hmm. open to my future, you, you know, the chills. Yeah. And, yeah. and I did. And just being up there, I just like, it just clicked for me. Like I started having flashbacks of just certain memories of just being alone, like feeling alone, like being married, but being alone Yeah, and feeling so confused because how am I married, but I'm alone. Yeah. Makes no sense. Right. And just realizing that like, I had this idea in my head that I could pave the way for him. Like I would tell him what to do, how to do it. Like, I don't know, maybe I was controlling, but maybe not, but I was super hard on myself for being controlling Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it, but I felt like I was giving him all the tools and telling him all the ways in which I needed to be loved in which he needed to show up in the world in which he needed to show up for me and the family. Like I was, I was telling him all these ways and was so mad that like, he wouldn't just do it the way that I needed. Mm -hmm. And when I was up there, I realized I was trying to change a person. Yeah. I was trying. It wasn't like, I was just like, like, obviously we can all work on our shit. We can all be better. But like, I was trying to change who he was as a person. And you feel stuck in your marriage. So you start to do that. Yeah. You start to be like, I'm with you forever. So let's fix this. Right. It's a, it's a group mentality. You know what I mean? It really becomes that. Right. Yeah. And realizing like Mm. up there, like, Oh my God, I spent so long trying to change him. And I spent so long putting myself down for who I was and what I needed and what I expected. Yeah. Why couldn't we just realize, I guess that's the wrong, that's the wrong question. I realize now that we just weren't, we didn't work together. We didn't mesh. Yep. That's who he is. That's who I am. But you're trying to make a marriage work. But we were trying to mesh it. Yeah. And it just, it didn't feel good for either of us. It's an uphill battle, you know? And just realizing that, like, holy shit, like, wow, that was unfair for him. And that was unfair for me. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that's what it is. And that's all it is. And now we're where we're at. And And now I understand why, why? Like, I understand why now. Mm. That's beautiful, dude. I was so, I, it just clicked. Like, and I came down the mountain yesterday and I was like, yep gone let it go it is what it is it was what it was yeah I had amazing experiences and I had real shitty experiences Mm -hmm. but it's time to let it go I'm moving on 
Mm. When you go into like healing, I don't know, places like that, like the mountains and you go up with an intention, like, oh yeah, literally the earth will take your intention and like, I don't know, just blossom it through your heart. Like that's literally what it feels like. Like you're grounding and you're just breathing and all the fresh air up there, like the air. Oh my God. Like my sign, I'm a, I'm a Taurus. I'm an earth sign. And I like, it just makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I love that dude. And sleeping under the stars, no top on the tent. We just watched the stars and the moon and it was just so like, Mm. okay. I heard a saying and it sounds dumb, but the <laughs> Egyptians looked at the sky as sacred. Yeah. Like they worshiped it. Yeah. It's like a God. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it is when yeah. you look up at the sky and you don't freaking see a miracle, mm-hmm. how the sky at night is oh a gosh. freaking miracle. Even the sky during the day, you remember the sky in Tennessee. Yeah. I was blown away by the sky in Tennessee mm-hmm. and how freaking big it was. Just and the clouds and- huge. And it's so oh. like mysterious and like what's up there and how far does it go? And all yes. the things like, it's just all this unanswered questions just right there, right there. Or looking at the moon <sighs> and the moon's right there, but it's like millions of miles away. Yeah. And it's just another floating ball in the sky. Like, and that goes on forever. <laughs> that shit can trip you out. It does <laughs> really trip can. you out, but it makes me feel mm. so freaking safe. Like, yeah. and so supported and just, there's just something so much bigger than us. Yeah. And it feels good. And it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Where's your awareness at this week? Mm. First off, I want to say I'm so happy you had that realization Mm. because that is huge. Yeah. That feels so good when you feel that feeling of just like releasing and letting go and just kind of like, it's one of those things that I knew, but I did, it didn't click. Yeah. It didn't sink in. Clicking is a real thing. Like you feel the click. Oh my God. It's crazy. And then everything else just kind of settles. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it now. You can hear the same thing over and over, but until it clicks. It doesn't nope. click. Nope. Like everyone knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And it just yeah. did. And oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, my awareness, um, I haven't had anything like super specific to my like mental health and all that kind of stuff, but I've been having some spirit activity or something going on in the house. And Ooh, my dad chills. has been so in my mind Ooh, all chills. of the time. Like, <laughs> wow. My awareness is my dad this week. He's been so right there in every way, dude. I can't. My chills, you guys are like, oh. And I did some like deep healing work with Tim last week, like about my dad and like the way he died and like all the trauma that I experienced around his death. And like, I worked through some real stuff with, with him last week. And I'm now just realizing that it kind of makes sense. It's clicking. (laughs) Do you think that your dad your dad's shit is why you were dipping last week because it was like it needed to come up or what maybe I don't know because last week you were struggling yeah yeah resistance was everywhere everywhere yeah but I've been feeling good and like I'm getting ideas again and I feel like things are flooding in again and it's like okay you know I think I'm coming out (laughs) oh I love that but but okay I want to tell you about what happened please So me and Jack, it was like, it really wasn't that late. It was maybe like nine o'clock, eight, nine o'clock. And me and Jack were just like hanging out on the couch and I was watching the show. And then I, he like started barking at something. I turned, I pushed pause on the show to see like what he was barking at. And he was like up on the top of my couch. So you guys, when you walk in my front door, like you look to the left And that's like my living room. And then right to the right, there's like a little bar that separates the living room and the kitchen. And so to the right is the kitchen. And so we were sitting in the living room and he like got up on the couch and he started barking and he was looking at something like in the middle of my kitchen. And he started like barking and was like growling and kind of like freaking out and like jumpy. And so I was just watching him and I was like, Jack, what is it? And he would look back at me and then like laser focus back in that spot and just bark. And I was like, he has never acted like that before. Like, this is so weird. What is in my kitchen? (laughs) 
And so I was just like looking over there and he kept doing it. And it went on for probably like two minutes that he was just losing it. And so I was like, let's try to go in there and see if he'll go in there with me. So I like put him down on the ground and I walked into the kitchen and stayed like on the outside edge of the kitchen. And he was like following me and he came around the corner and like stopped and like backed up and was like staring at something and started barking again and like getting nervous. And he would not go in the kitchen. Like he came over on the other side of me and like even turned around and was like barking at the kitchen again. What? I was like, what is in my kitchen? So I tried to walk in there and like stand where he was barking and just like, just see, tune in. But I was feeling a lot at that time too, because my friend Tanner just found out Tanner passed away like a couple days before this was going on. So I was like, there's probably people around me, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, that was kind of weird. Holy shit. Well, the first thing that came up for me when I heard you say that is you telling me like right after your dad passed, like I can see him standing right there in the kitchen. Like you could see him there. I could. I still kind of can. Yeah. It sucks though when that stuff starts to fade. Oh, the yeah. The memory starts to fade of like, oh, now I've had more memories after he passed in here. So now it's not. It's not as fresh. Yes. And I kind of hate it. There's mm-hmm. this like feeling of like wanting to keep him alive in those ways. You right, know, right. that's that part's weird. <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess that's my awareness checking. I love that. Speaking of that, though, like when it comes to healing and raising frequency and vibe and everything, have you heard anything about like starting to see spirits and stuff? Because I swear to God. I have times during my day where I will literally see figures around like shadows. It's, it looks like a shadow kind of, but it's more of like, you know, the SpongeBob episode with the bubble buddy, the bubble buddy episode. Hell yeah. Bubble buddy. It looks like bubble buddies. Is it like in my peripherals? And it's just like, so I can say that peripherals, that's where you see stuff. Yeah. Or at least me. Okay. I see a lot of things in my peripherals, but that's because you're not focused there. Yeah. So it, it is like an extra sensory thing, your peripherals. Right. But yes, when you start like opening your third eye and doing the work that we're doing, just consciousness expanding things, you do get more psychic. You do have more experiences because you're more open. Right. To receiving that type of energy or that type of vibe. Like, right you're way more open or even saying the words like and I do sometimes like I'm open to receiving messages yeah. like yep and, and you- speaking it out loud like that I just mm-hmm. got the chills that shit's real yeah the chills when you feel that that's like spirit connecting to you in a different way it is it's real when you feel that I always get hyped up like because Mary will be like oh my god I have the chills and I'm yeah. like that's it you're tapping in you're in like you're in you feel it. Yep. You can't deny that chill down your spine. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Yep. That's so true. Speaking of spirits and stuff, we're actually going to have a psychic on. She's a medium and she's done a lot of readings for me and she's like kind of crazy spot on. So we're going to dive into that. Are we meeting Maybe up with her in person on Sunday? Is no, she-, she lives in Arizona. Oh, okay. Sedona. Yeah. Oh, we need to go. Yeah, there. I know. So it's kind of crazy. So we're excited for that episode. So tune in for next week and that will be our next episode. But anyway, so should we get into our topic for the day? Yeah. Speaking of psychics and mediums, Mm -hmm. which are completely shunned. Yeah. In Mormonism. Mormonism and the religion that we grew up in. (laughs) So we were talking and we're like, oh my gosh, we haven't really even touched on like Mormonism and being Mormon and what life like that is like. And we kind of just want to talk a little bit about our experience and we don't really know like a lot of like the teachings down to a T. Like, I don't think you did, but I definitely didn't read the scriptures every day. Like there was times where I would try to read the scriptures because that's what you're supposed to do, you know? But I remember the words, the words are hard to understand, uh especially for a kid. Like Like old, yeah. Old writing in English. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what we want to talk about. And I thought we could kind of start off just talking about like what a day in church is like. Yeah. 
Like what happens? How does it work? I know. I know it's changed now because of COVID. I think, I don't even know when we were going to church, it was three hours. First hour was sacrament meeting. Always for everybody. Yes. Second hour was primary. Yes. Primary or class. class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everyone would go to class. Mm -hmm. And then the third hour was where it was all or young men's or young women's or relief society. That was always the last hour. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So first hour sacrament meeting, Mm -hmm. you go in, you sit down, everybody just sits down. There's like a bunch of speakers. The Bishop always starts off the starts off the like welcoming everyone. Yeah. Welcoming everybody. And then he also always, um, ends it and just like gives closing remarks but so he starts it off and then the first thing that we do or will we pray someone says an opening someone, prayer. somebody says an opening prayer to open sacrament and then we do sacrament which is there the sacrament to, right after the opening this prayer. Is so deep <laughs> this could be episodes and episodes of mormonism oh my god anyway okay what is sacrament right after the opening prayer i think so i think it's right in the middle Really? Right. I don't know. I can't we remember. Do opening remarks and then they kind of talk about the business in the ward if there's anyone that's new, you know. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the bishopric or whatever. Right. And then I think you go right into sacrament. Oh, okay. you have an opening song. Yes. Prayer song. And then you do sacrament. Yes. So, and yeah. Go. go. No, I don't <laughs> even. So sacrament, they're like all of the teen boys and sometimes, you know, older men will fill in, but all the teen boys pass the sacrament and you have to be a certain level of the priesthood to pass the sacrament. So all these boys will like line up in the rows and they like basically go up to this table up in the front and there's people behind the table and they say a blessing on the sacrament. All the sacraments covered with a white cloth. They say a blessing on the sacrament. And after that, then they stand up and if they didn't get the words right, they have to do it again which is kind of freaking weird. Oh my weird. God. This is like bringing back, back memories. memories for me. Yeah. So if they, yeah, don't do it right. They have to do it again. And then after they say it and it's successful, they look at the bishopric, they like nod their head that it was good. And then they pull back the sheet and they serve bread first. Just little pieces of bread, little like pieces of bread the size of little thumbs. Thumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they walk through the whole congregation and they pass it out. So with sacrament, you're not supposed to take the sacrament. If you've sinned, if you've sinned, so yeah, what the hell? Yeah, isn't okay because shame. The, <laughs> the purpose of the sacrament is to cleanse you for the week. Yes, wouldn't you want to take it if you've sinned? Yeah, there's certain sins that you still can take it, right? But if they're big, you can't. See, like I remember several times what's big. Not so part. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Not to bring other people into this, but I'm going to because it's my experience. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad, my dad had a drug addiction, was Mm -hmm. gone, but he would come back and then he'd leave again, come back. So my mom did not want to divorce him. The only reason why my mom divorced my dad is because he had a drug addiction and Mm -hmm. it was so heinous and so crazy and he was so lost that she had to. Yeah. She... Did not want to. She absolutely despised it. She hated it. She did. Yeah. Well, anytime he'd come back, like, bless her heart, she would let him in. Mm -hmm. And like, hello, like my mom never dated the whole time my dad was gone. My mom never dated. Like, I think one guy brought her a Jamba Juice Mm -hmm. one time at her work. Like she did not date. She was waiting for my dad. She would let him back in, but they weren't married. And so all the times that my dad was back. She wouldn't take the sacrament. What? Yeah. Like she, I remember she would pass it and me and Mary would be like, mom. And she, she would be like, she, cause when you're in the Mormon church oh and God. you're sitting in sacrament, you don't want people to see that you're not taking no, the bread. It's a shame thing. You guys, this is where it's like kind of fucked up, like to start it off. Okay. And also I just want to preface this conversation with anybody who is a Mormon and it works for you and it does what you need it to for you and you want to live that way great amazing do it yeah do it like anything that your spirit feels called to do it because we all have those things and they're some, different for all of yes, us yes and some people in, are in religion and some people aren't and like 
we're just talking about our experience and how we feel about it now and where we are and, you know, all of our reflections on it. Like, so when we're saying it's fucked up, like we're not saying <laughs> you're fucked up if you're still in the church. This is just our experience. Yeah, our true. Yes. And so that's- I just wanted to start that off. Right. But yeah, so the shame thing, like you're not supposed to take it. I remember one time I told the bishop I smoked weed. Okay, the first time. <laughs> Wait, I, did you do it because you wanted or because your mom told you you needed to? I talked to my mom about it and she she would never push me to do it. She would just say, if you feel like you should, then you should. Mm, Which I love that she yeah. would push it on me. I kind of had my own choice, but I felt so shameful because you're raised that you shouldn't do drugs. You shouldn't do these things. You shouldn't ever drink coffee. You shouldn't, all of these stipulations on what you should and shouldn't do that. Like it brings a lot of guilt and shame into like your life. Yeah. If like, you do these things, that's yes. why that's... So you feel shameful. So then you do it, but then you get more shame because now you can't take the sacrament until you go back and talk to the bishop. And he says, you can. Wow. Like it's really fucked up. Yeah, it is. So anyway, so that's, yeah, you don't ever want to be seen not taking the sacrament. You know, when I like got tattoos and stuff, I was like proud though. (laughs) Even though sacrament bitches. (laughs) Even though, even though we got cut out of grandma's will because our grandma cuts us out if we get tatted. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a load of bullshit because now everyone's tatted, but. (laughs) Shit, who isn't? That's what she says. Who isn't tatted? I know. There's, there's a handful. Right. So anyway, so yeah, you take the bread and then they go back up. They then bless the water. It's a different prayer. Same thing. And then they pass out the water. You and can't it's take meant the water to, either. It's meant to represent the bread's meant to represent the body of Christ mm-hmm. and the blood is the water. The is water the is the blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you're taking your sacrament, like you don't want to be eating anything. You don't want to be talking. Everyone is so silent and reflective on what they've done in the past week that they want to repent for. Oh, they what? call it repenting. My mom would always say, no talking, like we need to be quiet and like be reverent. Can not ever have snacks till after <laughs> that part? <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's really like ceremonial in that way. So anyway, so then you go after that, then you just have a bunch of speakers, closing prayer, and then you go to your first class. And the first class is always just like learning the teachings of the, of the scriptures, basically. They wait, walk wait, you through stories let's and- backtrack for just a second. Okay. Okay, you guys. So the first Sunday of every month is called Fast Sunday. I'm so glad you remember. And you are supposed to not eat until dinner or you're not supposed to eat at all. You fast two Two meals. meals. Yeah, it can be breakfast, lunch. It can be lunch and dinner, Mm -hmm. but you fast twice. For what? You're fasting for basically just like anybody who... Needs yeah. help. It's basically supposed to help like your prayers and your blessings and you know, wow, stuff like that. that's like, that's kind of cool because yeah. it's an energetic thing. Yes. Yeah. And fasting is good for you. And it's intention. You're putting intention into the fast. That's what you do. You say a prayer at the beginning for the intention for your fast. Then you say a prayer to close the fast. Wow. So it's kind of, it is like energetic in that way. So on those fast Sundays though, it's testimony meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's just a free, yeah, you can go up and bear your testimony, but it it just always made me laugh because, and I say it lightly, like I'm not trying to offend anybody, but young kids would go up there and it was recited. I'd like to bear my testimony. I know this church is true. I love my mom and dad and my brothers and sisters. And I'm grateful for this war. And I believe in the prophet. Right. And then amen. Yep. And, and then everyone would says go up with Amen. their little children and tell them in their ear what to say. And they would say it through the thing. Right. Which is so, <laughs> which they're trying to teach them. Right. In their mind, they're trying to teach them. But it's really like, you're just teaching them like, or like a like, recited belief. It is. It's yeah. not your own belief. It's recited. This is and what you believe. This is how I felt about my testimony is this exact thing. Yeah. I never felt like I had a specific it was hard for me to bear a testimony if I didn't do the recited way, because that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is what you say. This is what you do. You hear even the older adults. Yes. They'll go on their own tangents, but then they always come back to those key things. Right. And well, it's like, Oh, even prayers too. Yeah. Like hearing people's prayers. Like, yeah. Yeah. You start to memorize people's prayers mm-hmm. because they're always the same. It's so true. And it's like, 
what, like, what are you doing? Are you even thinking through? Are we even thinking through? So that's the thing with prayer is I still pray, but mm-hmm. I pray with intention. That's the difference. It's not right. just recited prayer. And I felt the same way about prayers. You say right. prayer before you wake up and, you know, when you wake up and before you go to bed, like I felt recited, but yeah, now that I've learned it a different way to pray, like praying is intention. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're praying, who are you talking to? Um, I just say, I just say like, when I start my prayer, I just say, I just kind of put the intention out there. I don't really have specific words I use. I just put the intention out there that I'm talking to like mother earth, like my spirit guides, God, universe, like whatever's mm. out there. That's mm. kind of what I started with Right. my Reiki sessions. I start the same in right. the prayer because it's like, it's all of it. Right. Right. So yeah, that's kind of how I do it. But and prayer is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. It's powerful because it's intention. You yeah. Know? But yeah. when, when some of it just feels so surface and so recited, it's yeah. like, where is the intention? Right. And it was so important too, with the testimony thing, like to have a testimony, like that was valued. Like everyone should have a testimony of, of God and of, you know, the church and, and a lot of people things. would cry up there mm-hmm. and get really emotional and it's, it's real for them, you know, right. it is, but it's just like, I don't know. It was really repetitive. Right. Me. As a kid being, yeah. just being told like, this is what we do. Right. So then you go to your second class. Yep. Your second class, which is either you're in a group of kids, your age, like 10 kids, your age. So there's primary for kids all the way up to, I think it's 12. Yeah. I want to say 11. And then once you turn 12, you go to young men's, young women's. Yep. Young men's, young women's. And then at a certain point you go like to elders quorum or relief society and they split the women and the men, which relief society, I actually always really loved because it taught me a lot. It was all the moms in there. Yeah. Taught me a lot about life and like how to take care of a home and a house and kids and see just, I stopped going to church before then yeah I didn't make it that see far. I would go sometimes with my mom instead of instead of um young women oh you would so that's why but but yeah anyway so then you go to that class and then learn about whatever you learn about right but in young women's you learn the articles of faith yeah. And so we kind of want to how about we just like read the articles of faith and then we can talk about it all after Okay, there was a book too. Like, what was the book? It's um, so you get like a certain medallion, like a young women's medallion, if you do all of these things in this book. And it's like the young women's book. I don't know what it's oh called. Oh my gosh, I remember that. I can't remember. And they're all really great things. They like, are. It teaches yeah. that's the thing with the church though, is that like growing up Mormon, it taught me a lot of good values. Like it really did. It taught me like what being a good person is and like how to do that. And like, but when it came down to the restrictions on things and you should only believe this, like that's where I started to kind of fall off because it's like, no, everybody has their own belief in what's best for them. And like, that's okay. Like we're not right. the one true church. Like that shit just every church thinks it gets the under one my skin. Church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's very close minded. Right. Right. And it's yeah. kind of doing mm-hmm. a disservice to other churches to, to be so upfront about this is the one true church. Yeah. Like when you think about it and you zoom out, pretty much every religion has the same basis. Yeah. Right. Right. Like they do. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It, Jason I, that created my school talks about that all the time. Yeah. Like they all have this thing they're searching for in this like. Like we deeper talked about meaning. in the book, deeper meaning, right? And also we will proceed with the book. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Next time, probably. Yeah, yeah we can do we'll that. start it off next time. But yeah, so anyway, it's just kind of crazy. And yeah, you get baptized when you're eight years old and you're told that it washes away all of your sins when you go under the water and someone blesses you and well, and you become a real true member of the Mormon church when yes, you're baptized because you receive the Holy ghost. And because that's what they say, I was always told you get baptized because that's when you know, right from wrong, which I do not like. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Yes. I'm a kid. I'm eight. I know right from wrong. I know not to kick my friend. Yeah. I know not to steal. Okay. Right. But when you're baptized at eight years old, because you know, right from wrong, but you're also being baptized into the church. Yeah. That's like saying, you know, right church and wrong is everything else. Right. I don't like that. 
You're eight. You're doing what your parents tell you to do Mm -hmm. because you're freaking eight. Like your brain doesn't even stop developing until you're 25. Right. And they all, I also hate that they say that's when you receive the spirit or the Holy ghost, because I believe you feel the spirit all the time, regardless if you've got fucking baptized or not. Literally. I hate that part of it because that's when you can really feel the spirit and the Holy ghost. Like there's the Godhead. So there's Jesus Christ, God, God. and then the Holy Holy Ghost. ghost. And you get that when you are baptized. That's when you can feel the spirit. That's a load of bullshit to me. Right. Like that doesn't even make sense. So limiting, right? It is limiting. You can only do it now when we say, because we bless you in the water. Like, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it either. It's weird. It's, it's off. It, It just doesn't seem, you know, my daughter got baptized and that was like pretty triggering for me. Really? To watch her have to get baptized when I don't believe that, but I'm trying to be happy for her because she thinks it's the right thing to do. And she's raised that way. Right. So I just like, I just, and she might, she might end up there forever and it might, yeah. Like, and that's beautiful and amazing for her. Yeah. For her. She might also not. Mm -hmm. And that's also beautiful. Like like a really dualistic moment to be in. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, damn. But anyway. I know this, I know this is kind of messed up, but the boys showed up at the doorstep, um, a couple days ago, not the missionaries. They were the, the deacons yeah, or yeah. whatever. And they came to collect fast offerings. Uh-huh. They and do I, that on fast Sundays. Too. Yeah. And I was like, my parents aren't home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the other day. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, okay. But I just like, I, it, it weirds me out that they go around collecting money, especially too, Every because they take 10%. Like as tithing. a Mormon, you're supposed to pay tithing, which you're supposed to pay 10% of your money. Of everything, everything you, make you month, get 10%. You make $6,000. You need to pay what? What is that? $60 or is mm-hmm. it 600? I don't know. <laughs> Shit guys. Wait, what did you say? Is what, what? If you make six grand times point 0.1 you have to pay you're supposed to pay six hundred dollars so that's insane that's dude. a lot of money and think about every single person and anytime you go to the bishop that's the first question they ask are you paying your tithing that's because that's how up. you get blessings that's yeah. how you're doing the right thing yeah it's really kind of messed up you get blessings if you're up on your tithing and if you pay your tithing then everything will work out good for you that's why it's like beautiful you want temples. my money <laughs> Yeah, that is why we have such all over the temples. world because it's but also tithing. why do we need so many damn temples? Let's use that money to help like other things, and maybe they do. Yeah, I'm speaking from a place yeah, of maybe not do maybe not do, like, being charity projects, like, but most of the money goes towards building more churches, building more things to spread the gospel. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know. Like yeah. like Sadie said at the beginning, you guys, like we just have our own take on it. If we're wrong about anything, yeah. forgive us. Like yep. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. Yep. So anyway, so then when you turn 12, you have the articles of faith. So let's just read through them. You can read half and I'll read half. Okay. First and one. You're so, also, you're supposed to memorize these in young women's and at one point I had all of these memorized I and can't. I have not read them. I can't believe you had them all memorized. I I think I memorized to like number four. That was part of the book. Yeah, it was. Memorize them all. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we believe in God, the eternal father and his son, Jesus Christ and the Holy ghost. We believe that men will be punished for their own sins and not for Adam's transgression. Mm -hmm. We believe that say number three or. Okay. Number three, we believe that through the atonement of Christ, all mankind may be saved by obedience to the laws and ordinances of the gospel. Okay. So what are the laws and ordinances of the gospel? All of the things within the church. And what does it mean if you don't do that? Because it says you'll only be saved if you do that. What happens if you don't? Celestial kingdom. Yeah. Which is like, what? Shame, guilt. Yeah. Yeah. We believe that the first principles and ordinances of the gospel are first faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Second repentance. Third baptism by immersion for the remission of sins. Fourth, laying on the hands, laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. So those are, if you don't do those things, you won't be saved. Yeah. Five, we believe that a man must be called of God by prophecy and by the laying on of hands by those who are in authority to preach the gospel and administer the ordinances thereof. So you have to have the priesthood. Yes. To give blessings. Jack? No. 
No. Six, we believe in the same organization that existed in the primitive church, namely apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and so forth. Seven, we believe in the gift of tongues, prophecy, revelation, visions, healing, interpretation of tongues, and so forth. Eight, we believe the Bible to be the word of God as far as it is translated correctly. We also believe the Book of Mormon to be the word of God. So they believe in the Bible and the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. Book of Mormon is really big for Mormons. Yes. Nine, we believe all that God has revealed, all that he does now reveal, and we believe that he will yet reveal many great and important things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So basically, the prophet gives us messages that he gets from God. And we follow the prophets. Right. Mm -hmm. Which I do believe that people can get messages, right? Yes. I don't know. I don't like the whole prophets and, you know, the elders quorum and they determine where people go on their missions and all that kind of shit. Like, I just and if you want to get or if you get excommunicated, you have to go through them and all that kind of stuff is just like just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. It's all just if it's like Mormon government. That's right. basically what it, it is. It is. And it, they tell yeah, you exactly how to live, what to do. We have conference every, I don't know. Is it every six know. months? Something. Every few months. Where the prophets come on and tell you everything that you need to be doing and how they, they talk about stories, things like that. You're all kind of expected to watch it. and Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of amazing messages yeah. in it. I, hell yeah, I felt the spirit for sure, you know? Right. We believe in the literal gatherings of Israel and in the restoration of the 10 tribes that Zion, the new Jerusalem will be built upon the American continent, that Christ will reign personally upon the earth and that the earth will be renewed and receive its paradisical glory. Mm -hmm. So they believe that Christ is going to come down. They believe Mm -hmm. that the second coming, the second coming is Christ returning to earth. So when Christ returns to earth, all of Moroni's on the top of the temple, the little statue guy mm-hmm. with the horn, that all of them will, will blow, blow their, their horn and Christ will come down. Mm-hmm. That sounds crazy to it does me. Sound like that's crazy. that. But when you talk about it, I get excited. I still get that feeling of like, oh my God, the second coming. Because when I was younger, I would think about it all the time. You would. So I still have that feeling in my body, even though I think it's total bullshit. See, I was more, I was more the type of being afraid. Like, cause I always remember thinking, oh yeah, before Christ comes, shit's going to hit the fan. Like we're yeah. going to have earthquakes and tornadoes yeah. and tsunamis and war and bad will be considered good and good will be considered bad. And kids won't have any respect for their elders, which is all happening right mm-hmm. now. But to go off on a little bit of a tangent, something that I've been reading about lately is that Christ. Okay. So the Mormons believe Christ as a person or angel or whatever Mm -hmm. would come back down. And that's the second coming. I've recently been reading that it's not necessarily Christ that's coming. It's Christ consciousness Mm -hmm. awakening within all of humanity to elevate the Mm -hmm. frequency of the planet. That's why I get excited. (laughs) That gets me going because that's what's happening and we feel it. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. Like we're ascending. Yeah. We're yeah. Yeah. We're leveling up to the 4d. We're leveling up to the 5d. Right. I hate that they say that they know that's going to happen, but it's this thing that this is exactly what's going to happen. Like nobody knows what's going to happen. No, we don't don't know. That's what I want. That's, that's what would be ideal is for every single person here to admit. And I will admit myself right now. Mm -hmm. None of us truly know. Yeah. We all just cling on to what makes us feel safe in the moment and what makes us feel safe in life and whatever we believe in. And it's different for everybody. Oh, dude. Right. Yeah. It's true. Like we're all here on this blue and green marble Mm -hmm. in the middle of nothing. Yeah. Like trying to figure shit out, mm-hmm. feeling so many emotions, sad, yep. happy, depressed, freaking ecstatic, mm-hmm. like all of it. Yeah. And it freaking is hard. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's amazing. Yep. Damn, dude. Okay. Beautiful. 11. We claim the privilege of worshiping almighty God according to the dictates of our own conscience and allow all men the same privilege. Let them worship how, where, and what they may. Is that not what I just said? Yeah. Okay. Number 12. 
We believe in being subject to kings, presidents, rulers, and magistra- magistrates in obeying, honoring, and sustaining the law. And the last one, we believe in being honest, true, chaste, benevolent, benevolent. virtuous, and in doing good to all men. Indeed, we may say that we follow the ad- admom- admonition of Christ, admonition of Paul, <laughs> I remember this one. admonition of Paul. We believe all things. We hope all things. We have endured many things and hope to be able to endure all, all things. things. <laughs> if there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, we seek after these things. Okay, so why does it say in doing good to all men? Does that mean just men or does Wait, that mean what men? Was the, and women? What's the before? We believe in being honest, true, chaste, benevolent, virtuous, and in doing good to all men. It means p- all it means people. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they do have like be good to people. You know what I mean? Like they go out and like the Relief Society helps so many people. Like they do believe in like helping people, you know, and like being good people. It's just, it gets really twisted. In it does. Ways. And then if the there is church. anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, we seek after these things, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Yep. Like there are so many beautiful aspects to that. Yep. There are. Yep. So like, where do you think the negative connotation comes from? Of what? Of just the LDS church. Like I even just talked about the LDS church and it just irks me. Yeah, you're and triggered. A little I'm bit. so triggered by it. That's why I get so why freaking are you passionate. Triggered? I don't know. What are know. the things okay. that you were raised? <sighs> and also, we probably have like seven more minutes, so we got to wrap it up quick. But what? let's talk about this. This is how I wanted to end the episode. Like, you know? <clears throat> so, my main one of the main reasons why I get triggered is because. <sighs> It's hard hard to to talk. No, I know what it is. It's just hard because it's somebody else's thing. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to name names. Yeah. Someone I know is super into the church, Mm -hmm. which is great. Beautiful. Makes her so happy. Yeah. The person that she's married to doesn't really want to go. Believes in it, but isn't into it. Doesn't really follow. That's how my mom and dad were. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it has caused the biggest rift in their marriage. And it's caused her to feel so many certain ways about him because of it. Because when you go to the temple and you're married in the temple, you make promises mm-hmm. to each other. Oh, that's because a whole other conversation, the temple. You can't go to the celestial kingdom without your spouse. Because you're sealed when you're married in the temple. So if your spouse is not following what they're supposed to be following to make it there, you're supposed to like help lift them up and help like keep them going and all those things, which, but you, you can't just try to do that in your marriage. You can't got you. (laughs) You can't do that. And why does your salvation depend on someone else? Yeah. That's the shit that bugs me. Like that's not okay with me. Yeah. My salvation, I will never believe that my salvation depends on the actions or not the actions of somebody else. And who are you to say that because you, maybe you would go to the celestial kingdom and they didn't, that you would never see each other up there. Right. You're not in the same place. Right. Who are you to say that's how it works? Right. And he'll like make jokes and be like, Mm. hey, like when we get up there, I'll wave to you from down here. (laughs) And it's like, it pisses her off. Yeah. But it's like. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And recently a couple of our cousins was telling me that she, well, one of our cousins was telling me she just left the church literally because of that. And yeah. she's like, I just woke up to the fact that like my salvation doesn't depend on his actions yeah. Yeah. and I'm not going to be in a religion that believes that it does. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like how, how that, that part just gets me. So I just want to talk about a little experience. So my mom is still sealed to my dad. Yeah. So and what my that? dad passed away. Yeah. So my mom got a little anxious about that, that because she's still sealed to my dad and now he's dead. So she's sealed to him forever. So what does that mean? That Yeah. What does that mean? Like, and also she's remarried. So what does that mean? Exactly. Okay. Well, love you, Mark. It was fun here. I'm going yeah, with Ryan with forever. Like, it's weird. <laughs> It what? It gets weird when you start talking about temple ceremonies, all the things you do, baptism for the dead. That's a whole other episode because we don't have time to go into that. But 
all of the ways that it has affected my life, I can at least say for me, is guilt was a big one. Guilt was a really big one. And I finally woke up to the fact that why the fuck should I feel guilty when I started smoking weed? Because I started, I, I smoked weed for the first time. And when I was doing it, I didn't feel guilty. And I didn't feel like I was a bad person because I was doing this. I was curious. And I did it. And I remember feeling so conflicted. And so like, it's dualistic now that I'm thinking about it, because I felt so like I should feel guilty, but I didn't. Mm. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Like, that is weird. I like tapped into my own intuition. And I was like, oh, I actually don't feel bad. Like, dope. Okay, what the fuck is this about? You know what I mean? Like, something outside of when it started to click and I stopped going to church and I kind of was just like, what the fuck? I started yeah. to wake up to it, you know, but the ways in like guilt and shame, like I still shame myself for a lot of things, you know, not necessarily smoking weed, but like shame is just such a broad spectrum. And when you're taught to feel shame for not following the rules, everything you do outside of that brings shame. Naturally, when you grow up that way, right. it's so limiting. Right. And it really is like hurting us that part of it. But that's such a big part of it within the Mormon religion because it's control. It's all about control and making the masses believe this and feel Mm -hmm. tied emotionally to this belief. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad. And people get really stuck in that forever. And if that's what makes you happy, great, do it. But there's another way. And that's where we are, I think. We're in the other way. We're in the other way. Oh, there's the title. Yeah, there you go. The other way. Mormonism and the other way. Mormonism and the other way. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. There's there's so many other things I want to talk about within this. So we'll have to have another episode later on, a part two. Mormonism and the other way, part two. Yeah, we'll do it. Because there's so many other things that I just got triggered thinking about. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you for listening th- to this episode and we hope you enjoyed it. Listen Re- next week for the psychic medium. Yes, it's going to be Michelle, so good. Yep. Right? Michelle. Michelle. Yep. We're excited for that. And yeah, rate, re- review, subscribe and share this episode. Um, also, we love all of you Mormons. Even if you are Mormons, we still love you. We support your way of life and we love you. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Yeah.